Alrighty. So we were in the middle of discussing this wonderfully clear sugya of the different types of structures that you can have inside your sukkah. And when they act as a mechitza between you and the schach, that you're not considered to be sitting in the sukkah at all. Uh, we have the kila, which is the bed that has primarily the sheet around it, but also sometimes the roof. We had the naklite amita, which is the two-pole bed. We had the kinofos, which is the four-pole bed. Um, and uh, we had and we had the bed itself, the mita itself, which we discussed in Davchaf. And we gave different rules for all of them, but for the most part, the general rule is that a kavua structure, something that's very, more permanent, more substantial, even if it's less than 10 tzvachim, will act as mechitza between you and the schach and ruin it. A less kavua structure will still act as a mechitza, but only once it's 10 tzvachim tall. Uh, and then we compare that to lachas of um, saying shema as well, that if your body is inside a permanent structure, just sticking your head out doesn't help. If your body is inside a temporary structure, sticking your head out does help because your head will not get drawn after the rest of your body. Okay, so we are now up to Dafir Aleph and Aleph. Lishna Achrina, Lamed Aleph, second line, right at the end of the line. Lishna Achrina, another little version of how to read this. Amri La, Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Mutter Lishan Bekilas, Chasan and Besukah. You're allowed to sleep inside this kila, this privacy bed inside the sukkah. The fish ain't lagak because it doesn't have a roof. Afalpi shegavoa asari, even if it is more than ten tall. If, I mean, clearly, if there's no roof, it should be okay. But let's, let's see what he's saying over here. Even though it is ten tall. Mesave, we challenge this. Hayashan bekila besuka lo yatsa yidei chavasa. I but we have. It's uh, Rash, Rashi saying that it has a slanted roof. It does have a slanted roof. Yeah, it has some sort of it, it's primarily good for privacy. They don't make it a regular roof, but it has similar to Nakhliten, it says in Rashi, it has this like slanted thing on top of it. Okay? So we have over here. I'm over here. It doesn't have a real roof. Even if it's more than 10. So that's already the first time we're seeing that. That something more than 10 is going to be okay. So Mesebe, we're going to challenge it. Ayashin bekilas besukah lo yasadechavasai. Aye, but we have another source that says you cannot sleep in a kila inside a sukkah. Hachamayaskin nevishi yesh lagag. It actually depends how you make it. So the last time we answered, it depends if it was ten tall or not. So now we're answering. Well, it depends how the roof is made. If the roof is made flat, then it's going to be a problem. If the roof is made slanted, then it's not going to be a problem. Toshma, come and listen to a proof from a Mishnah Brisa. Nachlitin shnayim. Nachlitin is when there's two posts. Kinofos arba, kinofos is when it's four posts. Pires al-gabi kinofos pula, if you put the uh, sheet, the cover, a roof on top of kinofos, the, it's possible, meaning you're not yotze. Al-gabi naklitin k'sher, if you put the sheet on top of the naklitin, which is the two posts, you're, it's kosher. Obovad, in condition, shalo yu naklitin g'voa minamita, minamita asar, t'vachim. On condition that the naklitin doesn't have a roof that's more than 10 t'vachim tall. We see that even by naklitin, where it's the slanted roof, once it's ten t'vachim tall, it's a problem. And we just said a minute ago that when it comes to the kilas chasanim, even though it has a slanted roof, and even though it's more than ten t'vachim, it's all good. So here, let's read that again. Toshma. So Toshma is really a, a question, no? This was a question, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I said proof. Yeah, Toshma. Go listen to the question. Toshma. 
Nakliten shnayim bekinovas arba pires agabi kinovas psula agabi nakliten kshera. Bavad shelo yehu nakliten gavam in amita asar tvachin. Ha gavam in amita asar psula. Avobisha in lagak, even though there is no roof. First, my answer is back. Shiny nakliten dekvi. Relative to the kila, nakliten is kavua. Right? So, a naklite hamita is more kavua than a kila. So, we're saying a kila's chasanim, whose roof is really not a strong structure. So, therefore, even if it's 10, it will not be a problem. Nakliten, even though it's not really a straight roof, but once it's 10, it's a problem because it's kavua. To which the more I ask, one second over here. E kavi. If you're telling me it's kavua, what we established earlier, the things that are kavua, even less than 10 are a problem. And you're telling me now that the nakhlitin are also kavua, let that be a problem less than 10. All right? That question make sense to you? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll go slowly. If you don't mind. Yeah, and I, I'll go slow as I need to go. Okay. So we, can't, we started the Gemara here in Dafi Dalaf with a statement that a kila with its slanted roof, it's two poles and slanted roof, even if it's more than 10 tvachim tall, all good. Nakhlitin is also two poles. Yes. So, yeah, the, the, so the key difference between nakhlitin and the kila is nakhlitin is almost like um, it's made for the roof. I mean, it's, it's, like a, it's like a roofed bed, as opposed to the kila, which is um, you know, a privacy shield around the bed that sometimes you cover it on top also. You know, that, that's, the, that's the difference that we keep on saying between the kila and the nakhlitin. Nakhlitin is a roofed bed, and the kila is a privacy bed that sometimes you put something on top of it also. I thought, I thought it was kinopos and kila were both four posts, but nakhlitin was two. Kila could go both ways. Yeah, kila could go both ways. And that's what he, that's what he was saying before, that um, when we, we asked the question, when is a kila good, when is kila not good? So the Gemara right here on the top of Yadal said, well, it depends if it has a roof or not. Not, well, they, they both have a roof. One, does it have a flat roof or not? So here, here this is where we introduce where, the potential of the two poles. Yeah, exactly. So now there's two types of keyless. Exactly. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, so we can end up with the charter. I'll, 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 we'll sum it up very, very clearly. Yeah, so yeah. So Argumar is introducing two types of keyless. You know, on Yudam and Bez, when we said the distinction between when a keyless is good and when a keyless is not good, we said, is it 10 tautum tall or not? But the assumption was, is it flat? Here, on Yudam and Aleph, we're talking about two types of kilas. Sometimes it's two-pulled, and sometimes it's four-pulled. Okay? So let's just summarize where we are again. One more time, and get off. So we start off with the statement that said that you're allowed to be in a kila more than 10 tefachim tall. Uh, um, you know, more than 10 tefachim tall. Which is where I asked, I believe other sources that tell us that kila is not good. We say, no, that's talking about kila that has a four poles and a flat roof. To which the Gemara says, but one second over here. We have nakhlitin that we know is a problem. Um, once it's 10 tefachim tall, why is a kilas chasanim with two poles not a problem once it's 10 tefachim tall? So she answered, no, no, because a nakhlitin compared to a kilas chasanim, a nakhlitin with two poles versus a kilas chasanim with two poles, the nakhlitin is kavua. It's more significant, and therefore once it gets to be 10 tefachim tall, uh, combined with the significance, it's going to be a problem. Can you read from the Tashma again? Absolutely. Tashma, read from the top again, if you want. Let's do Laman Aleph. Laman Aleph. Lishnachrina, Amrila, Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel. Mutter, Lisha, Mikilis Chasanim, the Sukkah. You're allowed to sleep in Mikilis Chasanim in the Sukkah. 
because it has no roof, meaning it has no flat roof. Even though it's 10 tall. So we have a source that says it's not okay to sleep in a kila. That's where it has a flat roof. Kishma. We're going to have a question on what we just said. Nakhlitin shnai v'kinovas are, but nakhlitin is when there's two posts, kinovas when there's four posts. Pires al-gabi kinovas, psulav, you put the sheet on top of kinovas, it's no good. Abe-gabi nakhlitin share, if you put it on top of nakhlitin, it's fine. However, bulvad shaloh yihu nakhlitin gavoyim min amita asara, t'vachim, as long as it's not more than ten t'vachim tall. But ha gavoyim min amita asara, psulav, if it's going to be more than ten t'vachim tall, it's going to be a problem. Aval pisha in lagag, even though it has no flat roof. So a very simple question, which is a fair question to ask, is that why um, do we say that kilos chasanim with two poles could be even more than ten tzvachim if a naklitin with two poles cannot be ten tzvachim? Kishmar answers, shiny naklitin dekvi. Naklitin is different because it's more significant. Relative to a kila, the naklitin, the kila, relative to the naklitin, the kila is not as kavua. Which more asks, e kvi, if you're telling me that in Aklitin is kavua, lahavi kikinofos, let it be like kinofos, that's a problem even less than 10. That's the formula that we said on Yudam Beis, that once it's kavua, it's a problem even less than 10. So we answer, lagabi kinofos lo kvi, lagabi ki lo kvi. Very simple. There's levels of kavua. Yeah. There's levels of kavua. There's levels of kavua. The highest level of kavua is kinofos. The next level of kavua is a naklitin. And then the level below that of kavua is going to be a kila. It's going to be a kila. And if I can, let's see if I can get a marker over here. Hi, Paul. I do some drawings. and then I'm going to show it to you guys.
I was backwards on the screen. Sorry, Paul. Um, so kinophos is always going to be a problem, no matter how tall it is. It's a permanent structure. Right. Nakhlitin, if it is, which is inherently a two-pole thing, so it depends if it's ten or not. Okay? Right. But since it's more kavua than a kila, once it's ten, it's a problem. Okay? A kila depends if it's a four-post kila or a two-post kila. That's why there's two different categories. A four-post kila, if it's more than 10, it's a problem, like Nekleton. And if it's less than 10, it's going to be okay. So ba basically, for all intents and purposes, and on this chart, a, a four-post kila and, and, and a two-post Nekleton are the same thing. Right. What's the, what did the bottom one say? Bottom one is a kila that has two posts. Only two posts. That's the new one from today. That's the new one from today that is always okay, even if more than 10. So the only difference between the only difference between a um, the difference between um, a nakhlitin with two and a kilo that's four is nakhlitin changes when it's more than ten because it's a more of a significant structure. A kilo changes when it's four because it has a roof, a real roof. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit of a different reason why it's a problem. Like the lumbus behind is a little bit different. But why should Nakhlitin and Kila be different when they both have two and they're both less than ten? So because a Kila is not significant, then Nakhlitin is more significant. That's what we established today. A Kila is just inherently not a significant structure. And why so, is that? Because you it's just like a privacy it's, it's shield? A pri it's primarily just a privacy shield that you sometimes you cover on top also, but it's not... Uh, Where Nakhlitin has a roof always. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And it's built stronger for the roof. Okay, I'm sure I can make the chart a little clearer, but that's that's the, that's the chart at hand over. Um, okay, that's what we covered today. That's what we covered today. So, um, so meaning we wanted to know why is it that um, a kila with two posts can be more than ten, but a nakhlitin with two posts cannot be more than ten. We answered a kinophos uh, that a nakhlitin is more significant, and therefore once it's more than ten, it's a problem as opposed to the kila. To which he said, one second, then if so, it should be probably even less than 10. That's what we said on Yidam and Beis by the, by the Kinophos. To which we answered, no, Kinophos is super kavua and has a real roof, and therefore it's a problem even less than 10. Nakhlitin uh, is semi kavua, and therefore it's a problem once it's 10. And Akila, with two posts, is not kavua at all, and therefore it's only going to be a problem once it's not going to be a problem at all. This, this Kila Chasanim is, is, is without the roof? Chias chasanim. Well, it has a roof, but it's just not significant. It's it's, it's something you know. But, but the but the two kilos are kila and kila chasanim. Um, they're the same thing. But they're both kilos. It depends if it has if it has four poles or two poles. 
the Kili we were talking about Yom Beis had four poles. And that's what we said is a distinction if it's ten or not. Or, or not. The Kila on Yudin Aleph and Aleph is a two poles. And then that's what we're saying, that even if it's more than ten, it's not a problem. Yeah, so it's a little confusing. I mean, it's definitely confusing. <laughs> This is the two post kila here that we're talking about, right? Or, or regardless, yeah, it has to be. And you and Aleph and Aleph are the two posts, yeah. It has to be the two posts. Because it's not more kabua, then I think it's not more kabua than the four post kila. So it has, it has to be the two posts. Correct. Okay. Yes. But there's a Lishna Prina anyway. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, to which the Gemara says as follows. Darish Raba Barav Huna, Mutter Lishen Bikila. You're allowed to sleep in a Kila. Afal P. Sheyesh Logak. Afal P. Sheyesh Whoa. Now this is already a new thing for us. You're allowed to sleep inside a Kila in a Sukkah, even if it has a roof, and even if it's more than 10. That's flying in the face of everything we just said. No one said that. Once Akilah had a roof, which was four posts, and it's 10th Vakhm Tal, we put it in the same category as the two post Nakhliton. So they asked the Gemara, Kiman, who does that go like? The answer is the Gemara, Kribi Yehuda. It's like Rabbi Yehuda. The Amar, because he said, and this is the same Rabbi Yehuda that we had uh, on Chafam Abez, the Amar, Lo Asi Oal Arai, Vavato Oal Keva. It's just a general rule. You can't have a temporary structure. Ruin the fact that you're sitting, sleeping inside a, a permanent structure. I don't care what you got over there. And that's the mission that we started our entire Kenya Masechta with. It's none. Amar Yehuda, Nohagin Hayinu, Lishain Tachas Amita Bifnazikanim. We used to sleep underneath the bed in front of the Zikanim, um, and, um, and they would allow such a thing. So this whipping out Rabbi Yehuda Shita that we haven't seen in a while, that you know, it's just totally fine. It's as long as it's not a permanent structure, you're, you're sleeping in a temporary structure. can't ruin the fact that you're sleeping inside a, a, a more significant structure. Now, ask the Gemara, Valema Halacha. We didn't say that was, that, was, that was less than 10 spots, didn't we say that? What? You said it was less than 10 spots. We... I thought even by Rabbi Yehuda, no? We did no. Why did I think that? It was the other sheet that it was the sheet that says it's okay. It's only okay if it's less than ten. Once it's ten, it's a problem. Um. Okay. Says the Gemara. Okay, I think we should stop here on this. Yeah, I don't want to put you in a spin <laughs> the last minute. Let's, just, let's do let's do three minutes of Pelioids and then we'll. Uh... Yeah, that's a new thing. And I'll, I'll put you into a spin if I do if I do this right now. If I do uh, the next, what? Yeah. I've got a couple lines of pillows here.
Okay, so we're still discussing the Asufos, which are the people that um, uh, gather, um, whether halachas or sugyas or mashava or parsha or vortlach, then they do it in a clear way, and they present it to the public. So he says, Amnam Those people that do gather together um, halachas, don't do this unless you're good at it, basically. Until you do it, until you, unless you can do it right. Because otherwise, you're going to cause problems for people, and you're going to make them stumble. You have to do proper research and have all the swarm that you need to do research from. And sometimes these people who end up writing these kitzvahs so write the opposite of the halacha. They misunderstood something. Of the, you know, very often you can see something quoted somewhere, and, and the quote that you saw wasn't fully accurate. You had to look inside their source, make sure you got it right, and don't uh, you know don't, don't cut corners. Therefore, if you have these kitzvah swarm. It's not so simple to be makel on an area of halacha based on a kitzur sefer, and it's not so simple to take money away from somebody. Say like, well, I saw in this in this article book that I'm allowed to take money away from you. Like, slow down. You know, these farm are very good for you to learn general halachas, how to conduct yourself. But when it comes to monetary law, when it comes to major leniencies, before you actually conduct yourself accordingly, you know, ask your avashayla. Until you see things inside. So again, they're very good for referencing. They're very good for a general idea of how to conduct yourself. When you want to get practical halacha of, you know, you know, I owe you money, you owe me money, or I can be lenient in a certain area of halacha, you should ask a shayla. But shamati, or look at the actual sources. If you know they quote uh, Igor Moshe, well, perhaps they quoted Igor Moshe incorrectly. So make sure to see inside. Interesting. He's actually explicitly writing against a particular safer. There's a well-known safer called the Mayam Lois. He's writing against it a little bit. He's saying even though uh, it's, a, it's a great safer, he did a phenomenal job, he says some of the Chachamim of the time are not happy that he wrote, like, Psach Halacha. Because again, it's a nice, it's a nice reference safer, but there are a lot of Amaratsim that only learn Mayam Lois and they pass in Halacha Lamaisa as if it's Torah Misina. Those are his words he says right now. That this is absolutely the Halacha. That's a little bit dangerous because he wrote it as a, as a reference. He wrote it as a as a short version of how to conduct yourself. Yeah, we have the set on the shelf over here. Right, that's what he's talking about. There isn't that much in there. A lot of stories. But yeah. Well, they, the, one, the English one doesn't bring all the psakim as much. Well, the Hebrew one, one is like a, the Hebrew one is like a 50 volume set. Oh, is it? Yeah. The whole point was that he, that he didn't read through it and understand the David Dehalacha. Right. And well, Luke Shine Mikra at the same time. Oh. Right. And you find Swarm that arguing what he says, and it's probably could that be Machmer if he's making your Mach and the others are Machmer. Because 
So therefore, you know, when you have these translated svarim, like don't be too quick to pass on like the Nasi Yasker Shaila. These farms, their job is, is to raise the point, to bring up ideas that people wouldn't know otherwise. If you didn't have svarim written in languages that people knew, they wouldn't even be aware of many areas of halacha. But to go ahead and paskin accordingly, it is not so simple. So take a guy who can't even read Hebrew, and he's going through the, all the arts halacha svarim, you know, again, some of them actually are pretty good halacha lamaisa, but the point is, is that it should definitely give you the general direction, but just be aware that you can't like, like lock yourself in and say this is the only way to go. Sometimes you have to ask a shayla. And he says, I want to write one of these svar, but only the chumras, not the coolest. Because I don't want to have any, I don't want to have any um, problems come out for me. Which I would honestly debate him and say that when you write chumras, that people should be make on, you're, you're as guilty. It's not fair to people. You know, so he's like busy saying like, and even if I'm machman, I should have been it's no big deal. That's necessarily true. It's not necessarily true. I would debate him on that one. You know, but he probably beat me, but I'd debate him on that one. And don't, if you're writing a kitzur sefer, don't write, and for the Allah, look here and there. Look in that sefer. Because not everyone has that sefer. So if you're writing a kitzur sefer, then, and you want to have a halacha, just write it. Don't write referencing other places to go to. That's similar to bringing someone to the well, but not giving him a cup to drink with. And give if you reference something, give the person clearly what the halacha is, so he'll be able to know what to do, as opposed to leaving him hanging and not really knowing what to do. This is a this is a very practical passage over here. This asufos one that we learned about. Fine, Paul. Have a good day. See you tomorrow, Bez Hashem. That's what I'm saying. Those are very, very halachal. He brings the sources very clearly. Right, right. I mean, yeah. you have a lot of Shiloh and Shabbos. Right. It's self-reliable. Maybe your minute is a little bit different or whatever it is, but at the end of the day, he, he in his own right is also a posik. So he's not like just Dom, you know, like a Yeah, you know, exactly. Like he, that, those are his psakim. Like that's how he holds. So, you know, sometimes things are different depending on the circumstances.